Venice, October 1919. The train rattled onto the long causeway that connected the Italian mainland to the city of Venice. Fat drops of rain splattered against the carriage window as I looked out at the grey and choppy waters of the lagoon. The sky was equally grey and fog melded water and sky together at the horizon. Silhouettes of low-lying islands, no more than dark humps, appeared like semi-submerged sea creatures. Every now and then, a glowing cinder from the engine flew past the window like a shooting star. It had been seventeen years since I'd left Venice. I'd neither wanted nor ever expected to return, but the telegram I'd received from Aunt Lavinia had been difficult to ignore. Come to Venice. Please, Phoebe, do not fail me. Despite what had happened and the acrimonious words that led to our long estrangement, I had many reasons to be grateful to Aunt Lavinia, and perhaps it was time for me to tell her I was sorry. The railway carriage rocked and swayed as it carried me onwards into the swirling fog. Dusk was falling by the time I disembarked from the train at Santa Lucia station, but the rain had ceased. Since I had no intention of staying in Venice any longer than I had to, I carried only a small valise. I rarely travelled without my photographic equipment, but it was too cumbersome on such a short visit. I waved away the porters and small boys who attempted to carry my luggage down the station steps to where the waters of the Grand Canal lapped the quay. I bought a ticket and joined a group of women and a priest waiting for the water bus. There was a pervasive odour of decaying fish, but the sight of the great green dome of the church of San Simeone Piccolo on the opposite side of the canal drove it from my thoughts. Now I was truly back in Venice. A uniformed soldier stood on the steps, his scarred face and blind eyes turned up to the sky, singing an aria from La Boheme. I dropped a handful of lira into his hat. It was so cruel that only a year after the war had ended, some of those who'd fought for their country were forced to beg for their living. The Vaporetto steamed up to the quay, and the small crowd of passengers surged forward to board. It was strange to hear Italian voices again, and I eavesdropped on the conversations around me. Briny gusts of the penetrating October wind fluttered my scarf. The brackish smell of the waterway was immediately familiar to me. Gondolas, barges and sailing boats passed by. The grand palazzi of the city's once preeminent trading empire lined the Grand Canal, their warm daytime colours leached away by the increasing gloom. Shivering by the time the Vaporetto had travelled the two miles of the Grand Canal, I was pleased to step off the boat and onto the narrow walkway beside the water. I hadn't assumed I'd be invited to stay with my aunt, and in any case wouldn't have felt comfortable there, given the terms on which we'd parted. I asked a passerby for directions to the Hotel Danielli, and before long saw the welcoming glow of lamps lighting the entrance. By now, thoroughly chilled, I was relieved to settle into my room and change before dinner. After breakfast the following morning, 
the doorman found a gondola to take me to the Palazzo degli Angeli. As I sat on the cracked leather cushions inside the small cabin, the pale sunshine gleaming on the Grand Canal tempered my apprehension about the imminent meeting with my aunt. The canal was much busier at this time of day, barges laden with fruit and vegetables, vaporetti, and a myriad of smaller craft bustled about their business. The gondola approached the low iron bridge of Ponte dell'Accademia, and a few minutes later turned into Rio della Toletta, a narrower canal. As we drew closer to the palazzo, I realized the neighboring property was now an hotel. There were smart scarlet awnings over the water steps, and gondolas were tied up to the scarlet and black striped mooring posts. Bay trees in terracotta pots flanked the entrance, over which was a sign painted in red and gold with the black silhouette of a bird of prey, Hotel Falcone. <laughs>